Welcome to Explore Recap. I'm Francois and this podcast is your quick guide to revising and recapping the units in the Explore modules. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to be looking at Unit 1, focusing specifically about what the Bible is and why we should care about it. The first thing that we learned as we come to the Bible is figuring out how does it look like to get to know someone. That's how we started. For us to get to know any person, we need to communicate with them. We need to be able to hear what they have to say. We can watch them from a distance and we can see their actions. But it is only when they start to speak to us that we come to understand who they are, what they like and build that relationship. And in the same way, that's a question we have to ask when it comes to God. How is it possible for us to know God at all? And here we looked at two different ways in which God has revealed himself to us. On the one hand, we have what we call general revelation. And this is the way in which God speaks to us through creation, through science, through the social sciences. For instance, in Psalm 19, verse 1 to 4, we read, The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech, night after night they reveal knowledge. And so here we see God reveals himself to us through nature in a general way. We can learn about his power and his invisible attributes as we read about in Romans 1, but the problem with general revelation is that it's not able to teach us about salvation. General revelation does not teach us that we are sinners in need of a savior. General revelation does not teach us that Christ is the one who came to save the lost. And so not only do we need general revelation, We also need special revelation, and that is how God communicates with his people in a special way. He did so in the Old Testament through many different ways, through the prophets. He spoke to Adam and Eve. He spoke to Moses. He wrote down some things on stones. If we think about in the Exodus with the tablets, uh, the Ten Commandments, Uh, When the prophets spoke, they spoke with the very authority of God um, when they delivered these prophecies. And so God had various ways through which he spoke in the Old Testament um, and spoke in a way that humans could understand. Um, But then we read about it in Hebrews. In the past, God spoke in many ways, but now he has spoken to us through the Son. The culmination of all of God's special revelation is not just in words, but in the person and work of Jesus. Colossians 1.15 reads, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all of creation. And so God has, in a very special way, revealed himself through his Son, Jesus, who who is God who became a man. Um, to reveal to us who he is, to reveal his character to us. But then the problem is that we are so far from Jesus. Jesus lived 2,000 years ago, 
And so what do we do to bridge that gap? And that is why we have the scriptures. The scriptures, especially the New Testament, are there to record who Jesus was, what he did, and teach, link us in the 21st century with the person and work of Jesus. 2 Timothy 3 verse 15 to 17 reads how these scriptures work. It speaks about Timothy and says how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures. These scriptures are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And here's the important verse. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The scriptures is now the way in which God speaks to us. It is his very words that have come to us. Um, and so we would do well to look at the scriptures in order to know God. And so that's the first thing we learned about revelation. How can we know God? Well, we can know God by looking at creation, but primarily we know God by looking at Jesus and we get to know Jesus by going to the scriptures, the Old Testament looking forward to Jesus and the New Testament looking back at who Jesus was and what he is continuing to do today. The scripture is God-breathed, so it's God's very words, and it is able to do these things. We then looked at a few things why we should individually care about the Bible. One, as we saw in 2 Timothy 3, it is what is able to make us wise for salvation. Secondly, we recognize that we worship a holy God, and we have to approach him with the reverence. And so if God has spoken, it is only right for us as his children to approach him in the way that he asks. Uh, and so we want to worship God with our whole lives. And so we want to sit under his lordship. And the way in which he exercises his lordship over us is through his word and his spirit. And then thirdly, how will we discern false teaching if we do not know what true or sound doctrine is and so as we read in john 1 john 4 verse 1 he encourages the believers do not believe every spirit everything that is said but test the spirit to see whether they are from god because many false prophets have gone out into the world the world is filled with false teaching that will approach us and we as Christians need to know the Bible, know what is sound doctrine, so that we can stand against false teaching and not be deceived by it. Then, a few things that we quickly looked at are the characteristics of the Bible. It is inerrant. It is unified. It is God's message, message to all nations. It is inspired and it's canonical. Um, you can read in the book to find out a bit more about that. And then the second half of our, of our time together, we focused on a few questions we have about the Bible. Is the Bible one book or does it consist of many books? Was the Bible written by God or by human beings? And so these two questions kind of go together. And uh, we recognize that, yes, the Bible is one great book. 
but it consists of 66 smaller books. Um, there's this paradox, it's both. Uh, it's one book, but it also consists of the smaller books. And the reason why that makes sense is because with the second question, was the Bible written by God or by humans? Of course, the Bible was written by humans, but these humans were inspired by the Spirit to write down what they wrote. And so we read a very important text, 2 Peter 1, verse 20 to 21, that says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things. For prophecy never had its origin in the human world. But prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible is God's message. He is the author of Scripture through the Spirit. But it comes to us through human authors who were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so it's a both and. It is God's Bible God's message to us through human authors who were inspired. The third question, just looked at when the Bible was written. Uh, just quickly, the Bible was most likely written from 1500 BC all the way to the end of the New Testament. That's around the end of the first century. So over a span of uh, 1600 years, the Bible was written. Um the Bible is divided into two sections, the Old and the New Testament, and uh, these are most clearly delineated by before Jesus arrived and after Jesus had arrived. Um, so it's helpful to have that separation, but there's also a danger. When we separate it too far apart, we kind of think there are two different gods, the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament. But what we really want to do with our time together in this module, Explore the Bible, is to see how the Old and the New Testament fit together to tell one story. The story of God's plan of salvation that was fulfilled in Jesus and will come to its completion in the new heavens and the new earth. The last question is about which language the Bible was written. Um, and there we have in the Old Testament... Most of it is in Hebrew. In the New Testament, it is in Greek. And there's some Aramaic in the Old Testament as well. And so these three languages were used by the authors. And so in summary, we see that the Bible contains 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New. It uses a wide variety of literary material, narratives, law, ritual instructions, poetry, songs, sermons, prophecies, wisdom sayings, parables, letters, genealogies, so much. It was collected and written and collected over 1,600 years, written in three different languages. But despite all of this, there is an amazing development of a common theme and an overall unity to the Bible and its message. And so that is just a little bit of background to the Bible. After we looked at just these interesting things about the Bible, we then moved on to think through what does this then mean for interpreting the Bible. And so I, I wanted us to look at what's the difference between exegesis and eisegesis. These are big words, 
that gets used in theology, but they, they have simple meanings. Eisegesis comes from the Greek. Eis means into, and there is where we read meaning into the text. And exegesis, what we want to do, is where we get meaning out of the text. We want to allow God to speak to us through the text and not bring our own meaning into the text. Here's a quote for us. The task of exegesis is simply one of good reading. To allow a passage to say everything it has to say without reading into it something it doesn't say. In other words, you are trying to understand what a particular text means. Okay? So that's our goal that we want to do over the next semester as we study God's Word together. We want to do exegesis, where we allow the text to speak for itself and not read into the text whatever we want to. A few of the ways in which we do this is by following a few principles for interpretation. The first principle is recognizing the holiness of God's word, that God has chosen his word to communicate with us. Um, And so the Bible is where we go for our ultimate authority. Although other books and other resources may be helpful in uh, understanding things, the Bible is the only one that has been, the only source of truth that is authoritatively true all the time. And so we go to the Bible because it is set apart, it is holy. Um, Secondly, we approach the Bible with humility prayer and ready to obey. God is the author of scripture through his spirit. And so it's only right for us to ask God to use his spirit to open our eyes so that we can see what he says through his word. And then very importantly, ask that he opens our hearts and makes our hearts soft so that we not only believe what he says, but are willing to submit under what he says and obey what he commands of us. Thirdly, we want to seek out the plain meaning of the text, which just simply means we don't want to look for all the hidden hidden meanings and figure out what's the hidden, hidden meaning behind the text. Rather, we recognize that God used ordinary people to write in their own language to ordinary people as well and so we want to get to what they were trying to communicate to the original audience Um, so we seek the plain meaning of the text fourthly we want to see the text in its own context and so we don't want to take verses out of context and assign meaning to them without considering their context within uh, the book that they are found in Um, and so that is important We have literary context, which is all about the section of scripture we're looking at within the book that it finds itself. Then we have the historical context, which looks at what are some, what is the situational context of the people who the original audience is. And so, for instance, when we read 1 and 2 Samuel, it's good for us to think. Who are the Israelites? What are the promises that God has already made for them in the rest of the Bible? What are some of the political pressures that they are experiencing both within 
Israel, but also from without, who are the who are the nations that are that are looking to to fight with them, who are the superpowers, and so on. Lastly, uh, we want to understand Scripture uh, through harmony. We want to recognize that all parts of the Bible are part of one story, and so our understanding of one section should be in harmony with the whole of God's message. Um, so we don't want to just focus on the New Testament and divorce it from the rest of Scripture. We want to say how does what we have learned here influence how we understand the whole Bible and vice versa. So that's pretty much what we did for Unit 1 in Explore the Bible. I'm really excited to see you in two weeks' time as we look at Unit 2, Genesis 1 to 11, Creation and Fall. That's all from my side. Grace and peace. Cheers. Cheers.